What's up, you guys? I'm Haley. And I'm Andrea. And this is Inhuman, a true crime podcast. Okay, everybody, today is going to be, this is a rough story, and I bet a lot of you have likely heard at least something about the case or the name Oakley Carlson, because it's kind of been ongoing. And I was hesitant to cover this for a while because there's like constantly new information coming out, but it Mm -hmm. kind of is at like more or less of a standstill right now, so I wanted to cover it and then Hopefully, one day soon, we'll be able to do an update. Yeah. So this is the disappearance of Oakley Carlson. Oakley was born on December 6, 2016. And for the first almost year of her life, she was with her biological parents. In August 2017, then one-year-old Oakley started living with foster parents Erica and Jamie Jo Hiles. She lived with them for two years until they were contacted in October 2019 that Oakley would be returning to her biological parents' care. In November 2019, Oakley went back to living with her parents, Andrew Carlson and Jordan Bowers. It's got to be so tough. I know. And it's very confusing why she went back to living with her biological parents. If they tick those boxes, that's all the court cares about, honestly. But they almost don't. So in July 2018, Andrew Carlson was charged with assault for four attacks on Jordan Bowers. But he was ordered by the court to, quote, obtain a domestic violence evaluation within 90 days of release and enter and successfully complete the recommended treatment program. And I guess he did that. Wow. But he actually didn't. Because in May 2019, after this 90 days, he failed to complete it and went back to court for related hearings throughout the summer. Now, this was a couple months after Oakley had a supervised visit with her biological parents on March 7th, 2019. Reportedly, when she went home from this visit, it was a two hour long visit. She went home to her foster parents. Her diaper had not been changed during the entire two hour visit. Wow. She also had red marks, like scratches on her cheeks. Jamie Joe asked Brenda, the visit supervisor, what happened, and Brenda said she didn't know. And there are documented pictures of these scratches. She wasn't there? She wasn't supervising the visit? It doesn't sound like she was fully paying attention, or she didn't want to say what happened. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, there are documented pictures of these scratches. So, on March 26th, Jamie Joe filed up with Oakley's caseworker, Angela Fries. And she sent a visit observation log, which included the photos of Oakley when she came home to her foster parents and a description of what was observed after the visit. And Angela Fries, the caseworker, basically ignored the report from Jamie Joe, didn't follow up, was didn't follow up on it, and there was just nothing else done. That's ridiculous. If you're going to have that that type of be in that type of position and do that line of work, like you are supposed to give it 150%. Yeah. Yeah. These do kids need else you. If you're not These gonna... kids fucking need you. And like, 
Ugh. Yeah. So that was in March 2019. In May, Andrew Carlson failed to complete his treatment program. On September 30th, 2019, the Washington State Department of Children, Youth, and Families, or DCYF, contacted the Hiles to make them aware that Oakley was going to be placed back in her biological parents' care. Mm. It's so frustrating because it's like, he's been in court for domestic violence and didn't complete his treatment program, yet you're allowing his child to come back into his care. And what about the mother? Like, was she, like, what was her? So at this time, she wasn't, there wasn't anything. Like against her. Against her that I could find okay. other than like the initial charges and everything that had gone on initially for Oakley to be taken out of her care. Right. Um, so it may be that, that she was quote unquote fit enough to have right. her daughter return home and he was just there. Yeah. And he was like not quote-unquote bad enough for them to like prevent it right so the Hiles were contacted in the, at the end of september 2019 and told that oakley was going to go back into her parents care in january 2020 jamie joe immediately raised concerns with oakley going back to her biological parents care because of the charges they had faced the scratch marks from the last visit and apparently they were unemployed but the Hiles were told, quote, she isn't your daughter and being poor isn't a reason for someone to not have their children. <laughs> That's not why. It's because you guys were having issues. Yeah, exactly. Like, it's that's wasn't the... her mother uh, an addict, too? Or mm-hmm. yeah, I... okay. that's the like initial like, reason why. The... Yeah. Why they had been taken away or why Which, like, they had been taken away. People recover, obviously. So, yeah. But like, that I don't happen, know, just doesn't but... seem like a, enough time for them to prove yes. themselves worthy to take care of their, ch- their child again. Exactly. Especially with like the other charges against Andrew Carlson and the scratch marks that were documented, but nobody did anything about it. Yeah. On October 20 or on October 19th, 2019, Oakley had her first unsupervised visit with Jordan Bowers and Andrew Carlson. When she returned to the Hiles, she told them that she saw Jordan hit Andrew over a video that Oakley was watching on their phones. Okay. The Hiles recorded a video of Oakley explaining to them what had happened. And I'm going to share the audio from that video. So the Hiles were like doing everything that they could to document what was happening. Yeah. Oh, and so no, and he took his phone from you. Yeah. Did you have Andrew's phone? Yeah, I I was watching Toko Melon. Okay. And 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 Andrew took it. And then okay. what happened? Um, and 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 put it him back in his bed. And then Jordan put okay, Jordan put Andrew back in his bed. Did she hit him, Oakley? Yeah, him dead, like really hard, like. Jordan. Or why did she hit him? Cause him, cause whole whole um him he was being mean. Why was he being mean? Like, Whoa! Mm. 
Again, Jamie Joe reached out to the caseworker, Angela Fries, with this information, had this video of Oakley explaining what she saw, and she was told, quote, there were no concerns and that Oakley loved her mom and dad. Of course. How she's two, three? Mm-hmm. She's of course like, she loves her mom and dad. Yeah, she's three at this point. They don't little kids, that's all they know is to love their mom and dad, even when they're being horribly abused. Mm-hmm. So, again, nothing was done about this, and not long after, Jamie Joe was informed that they would soon be having overnight visits. This first overnight visit was on November 9th, and there were no problems when Oakley returned. Everything was fine. And then four days later, Andrew Carlson returned to court because he's still not, like, completing all of this stuff that he's supposed to. The judge reversed the motion and charges against him and his charges of assault were dismissed. And for the life of me, I could not figure out why, like why this happened. He didn't do, yeah, he didn't do anything he was supposed to do and he was rewarded. What? And since the charges of assault were against Jordan Bowers, I don't know if she came forward and said like, no, this didn't actually happen. Like, I don't know. I could not find it. Yeah. And figure out why. And then on November 29th, 2019, almost three-year-old Oakley was returned to the care of her biological parents. And this was a little over a month before she was initially planned to return to their care. Yeah. Oakley spent Christmas 2020 with her family at her grandparents, Fred and Kate Carlson's house. Kate later said that during Christmas, Oakley did not look well that she had dark circles under her eyes, pale skin, and scratches on her face. Mm -hmm. Now, Kate did call CPS because she was concerned about Oakley, but she never heard anything back from them. Jamie Jo received a photo of Oakley from Kate that was taken that December in which it appeared that Oakley had a black eye. Yeah. No. Mm -mm. Yep. But Oakley's case had officially been closed by the DCYF on June 30th, 2020. Shame on them. Yeah. Despite her case being closed on January 26th, 2021, after getting this photo from Kate, Jamie Jo called DCYF to report this, and she also reported that she had heard that Andrew Carlson had been fired from his job for drug use. (laughs) She contacted DCYF and spoke with Morgan Artis, who was reportedly stern and told Jamie Jo that since she didn't witness anything firsthand, the information was presumed inaccurate. Yeah, but if he was fired for drug use, that... That should be a violation. You should be able to, like, follow up on that. and uh, Yeah. See. Yeah. Jamie Joe is actually a mandated reporter because of her job. So she, that's, I mean, she obviously cared about Oakley, but that's another reason she reported this. Yeah. But she, she was to. just told, don't file a false report because you can get in trouble for it. So it kind of seems like, and this is just my opinion, but it kind of seems like DCYF was like, we don't want to deal with this. Just stop you didn't see anything firsthand we don't want to look into it more so just stop Mm -hmm. 
The last credible sighting of Oakley Carlson was on February 10th, 2021, by someone who is described as being associated with the family. Then, at some point after that, Washington DCYF contacted Jamie Joe, and they had reportedly opened some sort of case and were contacting her to see if she had seen Oakley or Oakley's sister. And Jamie Joe said no and tried to figure out what was going on, tried to help. But by the end of March 2021, that case was closed without anyone physically seeing Oakley. What the? Why? How? I, I just don't understand. Like, this is a little, little girl. And what about her sister? Where was her sister? Like, was her, did her sister remain in the parents' care? Or mm-hmm. Did she go to a different? Fo- I think she I- was in their care for oh most of the time. But that was pretty much it. Nothing happened over the next several months. On November 6, 2021, Andrew Carlson called 911 to report a fire at his home. <laughs> now, he claimed that his daughter Oakley used a cigarette lighter to light the couch on fire and that he had put the fire out. So he didn't need assistance, but he wanted to report the fire. Bullshit. Because mm-hmm. how does a three-year-old light a... I mean, I guess it can happen, but... Even I have issues lighting a lighter sometimes, yeah. like to light a candle or whatever. Yeah, and like, why are you calling nine one one? If he's covering his ass, yeah, exactly. that's what he's doing. He's covering yeah. his ass for whatever reason. We don't know. I mean, I'm sure we'll find and out. But I think the reason was that they wanted to say Oakley is here. Yeah, because that she had already not been seen for at this several point. months. Yeah, yeah, that's weird. So. They also, investigators also found that, because they did end up going to the house, and they found that there was pretty extensive fire damage, and they determined that the fire had started from the microwave on the kitchen counter, but Jordan Bowers backed up Andrew Carlson's statement saying that Oakley had started the fire. And where was Oakley? Nowhere to be seen. Weird. So weird. Four days later, on November 10th, Oakley's principal, Jessica Swift, went to the home to bring the family some supplies because, you know, they had had a fire at their house. She was there for 45 minutes and did not see Oakley. And Andrew and Jordan basically said, oh, Oakley's up in her room playing. (laughs) A couple weeks later, on November 24th, Jessica Swift returned to drop off more supplies And she was there for about five minutes and she saw three other children, but not Oakley. And that wasn't suspicious to her? No, it was. It was. And she was definitely on to it. Okay. On November 17th, a GoFundMe was created for Jordan Bowers to help fund the renovations for fire fire damage. (laughs) On the 18th, Jamie Jo emailed Oakley's caseworker, Angela Fries to inform them about the fire and the GoFundMe because they're not even like this case is closed. They're not following up on it. Yeah. She didn't receive a response, but the next day DCYF called her and asked for more information. So they were starting to look into this a little bit more. Jordan Bowers and Andrew Carlson claimed that the last time that they saw Oakley was November 30th, 2021. On December 4th, Oakley's six-year-old sibling went to Jessica Swift's house for a playdate and sleepover with her daughter. Jessica Swift is the principal who was already suspicious because right. Oakley hadn't been coming to school when they went to the house. She Or when she went to the house, no sign of Nowhere Oakley. Nowhere to be found. Yeah. Found. yeah. 
According to court documents during that sleepover, when Oakley or when Swift asked about Oakley, the sibling got upset and stated, Oakley is no more. Oh, I remember this. Reading this in the articles. Uh... Yeah. When Swift asked about Oakley again, the sibling said Oakley went to live with her foster parents that she had lived with before. Which we know isn't what happened. Right. Yeah. When Swift asked her if Oakley was living with them, she answered no. So it was very so the- clear from this conversation with the sibling that Oakley was not living in the house with them where she yeah, should and have the- been. And the parents are feeding her lies mm-hmm. so they can try to cover their ass. Mm-hmm. So Swift obviously became very worried for Oakley's safely- safety. She hadn't been at school for quite some time. Now these things her sister was saying was confusing. So Jessica Swift called the Grays Harbor County Sheriff's Office requesting a welfare check. And by this time, there were a lot of concerns for Oakley's safety that were floating around the entire community. On December 6th, that welfare check happened. And this is when things finally started to kind of happen. Yeah. So first I'll go through a timeline of this day. At around 10 a.m., officers with the Tumwater Police Department initiated a welfare check for Oakley and interviewed Oakley's parents in their hotel room because they couldn't be at their house because of the fire. Right. Oakley was not at the hotel, and Andrew Carlson told officers that Oakley was with his parents, but he claimed that he didn't know his father's phone number or address. So it took officers some time to like reach out to Fred Carlson and be able to contact him. And when they did, he told them that he hadn't seen Oakley since December 2020. Oh, my God. Which was that Christmas where Oakley didn't look great. Right. That same day, December 6th, when the welfare check happened, Andrew Carlson called the Thurston County non-emergency line to report Oakley missing, saying that they had not seen her since November 30th, 2021. He only did this after being confronted by law enforcement that morning. It's too late. So he never reported her missing. Yeah. Even if he's saying, oh, it's only been five days or whatever. They never reported her missing until then. Until December how, 6th. How can you be this way? Yeah. Like, no, how can you? There's this is your clearly, child. Yeah. You're clearly not concerned for her being missing. Court documents state that based on the examination of Jordan Bauer's cell phone, it appears to have been erased and factory reset around 12 p.m. that day, shortly after they had been contacted by the police department, in reference to investigation into their missing child. So she deleted her whole phone mm-hmm. after this phone. En- encounter. Mm-hmm. But can't they? There's got to be a way they can still pull information from it maybe not probably but but it it will take some time i think yeah at 3 31 p.m that day an officer confirmed that bowers and carlson left the hotel with their two-year-old and returned to their home at 177 bartell road when officers searched the family's home because again there's a welfare check going on there were toys and clothing belonging to the other two children found but nothing belonging to oakley They also found blood on the blinds and the front door of the home. Belonging to Oakley? Uh, I don't know. I don't know if they have tested it and haven't released the results or if they didn't. I'm sure they did test it or at least collect it, but we don't know who that blood belonged to. Okay. 
at 5.10 p.m. on December 6th, after being uncooperative while off while talking to officers while being questioned, Jordan Bowers was arrested and booked into the Grays Harbor County Jail for obstructing an officer and on suspicion of first-degree manslaughter. At 6.50 p.m., a forensic interview was conducted with Oakley's sister at the Children's Advocacy Center. According to court documents, when giving his statement to law enforcement, Andrew Carlson made statements to the effect of Oakley being dead or not coming back. And then at 9.30 p.m., he was booked into the Grays Harbor County Jail on charges of obstruction of law enforcement and on suspicion of first-degree manslaughter. So now both Jordan and Andrew Carlson, after this welfare check happened and Oakley was nowhere to be found and them claiming that she was with Andrew's parents and them saying, no, she's not, they're arrested. They're both charged with obstruction of of law enforcement and then on suspicion of first-degree manslaughter. I'm just like so confused how these people's families were not like did like no one reported this little girl missing no one no one was suspicious that she had been gone for so long I mean her grandparents like (laughs) yeah I think that there were a lot of people that were suspicious and like with her grandparents I think they were concerned but you know, Jordan and Andrew are probably telling them, oh, she's fine. She's just, we're taking care yeah. of her. Like, you know, and they don't want to go against their child, their son, and yeah, report him. But they had definitely expressed concern. And that's why by the time the principal was concerned and reporting it, there had been a lot of talk in the community about, like, okay, where is Oakley? Yeah. Jamie Joe received a call from the Grays Harbor County Sheriff's Office that day also with them asking, had she seen Oakley? She said no. They also asked if uh, the Hiles could take Oakley's little brother and Oakley once she was located for emergency foster placement. And they, of course, said yes. Mm. This day of the welfare check and that everything was going on was Oakley's fifth birthday. No. Yeah. So not only was all of this going on, but it would have been your daughter's birthday. <laughs> and you're not concerned and you, like, that she's don't missing? Get and you don't get missing? Yeah. I just... Ugh. Yeah. So over the next few days, the Gray Harbor, Gray Harbor Sheriff's Office, Washington State Police, and the FBI were asking for the public's help. They were talking with Oakley's siblings and anybody who might have seen her. And they were searching the Carlson property, which covered about 300 acres. Wow. During this investigation, they found that not only was Oakley missing, but her six-year-old sister had not been given her medication back starting in September 2020. So this was a prescribed medication that she needed, and going without it could put her at risk of physical impairment. And she, her parents had stopped giving it to her in September 2020. So over two years at this point, or almost two years at this point? Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh. Or like a year and a half, but yeah. Yeah. So because of this, both Jordan Bowers and Andrew Carlson were facing second degree abandonment of of a dependent charges, and they both pled not guilty to these charges, and their trial date was set for April 2022. But at this point, unfortunately, there was a lack of evidence connecting 
them or like proving that there was a manslaughter. So they were no longer being held on the charge of first degree manslaughter, only on this abandonment of a dependent charge. Both of Oakley's siblings, who were six and two years old, had hair follicle samples taken and submitted for analysis. This analysis revealed that they both had substantial amounts of meth in their Mm -hmm. system, indicating that they had both been exposed to it in the last three months. After this, uh, Carlson and Bowers were both charged with two counts of endangerment with a controlled substance, and they also pled not guilty to these charges. Okay. (laughs) By December 13th, so a week after the welfare check, the search of the Carlson house and property was completed, and they unfortunately found nothing to link to Oakley. Right. Investigators reported that they still were working on the case and still were looking for Oakley, though. Two days later, Oakley's biological grandparents released a statement saying, quote, the Carlson family have been and continue to be fully cooperating with this investigation. Our only objective is to find our granddaughter, Oakley. We're praying that Oakley will be found soon and also for the multitude of good people working around the clock to make that happen. We ask that the media respect our privacy during this very difficult time, and we do not wish to make any further statements for now. Thank you. So for the next couple months in early 2022, searches continued, investigation continued, but Oakley was nowhere to be found. And again, I want to remind you all, she was not reported missing until a welfare check was done and police came and found that she wasn't there. Only then did her parents report her missing, saying they basically hadn't seen her for like six or seven days. So casual for a four-year, almost five-year-old. Yeah. On March 14th, 2022, Andrew Carlson changed his plea on the two counts of endangerment with a controlled substance. And during his sentencing, the judge said, quote, it's a father's job to protect their children. You certainly failed in that, Mr. Carlson. Carlson's or Carlson was sentenced to 12 months in prison and his sentence was on like the shorter side because he chose to plead guilty to get a shorter sentence. Mm-hmm. And he was released just five months later on August 3rd. He was due back in court in November for a chemical dependency hearing because as part of his sentence, he couldn't consume any controlled substances, including THC mm-hmm. without a valid subscription And he would be required to obtain a chemical dependency evaluation 45 days after his release. So basically get tested to make sure he's not using any of these substances. Right. So he was released in August. He was due back in court for November in November. He did not show up for that hearing. Are you kidding? Yeah. So the judge issued a bench warrant and then randomly he just showed up later that day. When it was convenient. Mm hmm. Probably coming so the, off a bender. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The treat or the hearing was rescheduled, and when it was, he proved that he had completed treatment on August thirty first, and the judge said, "Okay, you're found to be in compliance, but you're going to continue to be monitored." On April eighth, Jordan Bowers changed her plea on the endangerment charges to guilty, and she was sentenced to twenty months in prison. And she was released nine months later. On January 15th, 2023. So now, 
Andrew Carlson has been released, served his time for the child endangerment charges. Same with Jordan Bowers. Yet Oakley is still missing. However, Jordan Bowers was, before her release, being investigated for identity theft and fraud after several people reported fraudulent bank activity that they could link back to Bowers. And this was investigated and the activity was traced back to her. Minutes after she was released from prison, she was arrested again on three counts of identity theft in the first degree and one count of identity theft in the second degree. Okay. I think it's safe to say we can stop releasing these people back into the wild because it ain't working out. (laughs) Mm -hmm. She pled not guilty to these three counts and her bail was set to $50,000. Now the judge noted that it looked like Bowers was planning an escape and was packing to flee when she was released from prison. So she didn't get out on bail, and she is still in prison awaiting trial. The trial was set to be to begin March 21st, but it got pushed back and still hasn't happened. Mm-hmm. But she's facing 63 to 84 months in prison if found guilty of defrauding multiple individuals. There haven't been any updates since the end of February, so when this trial will take place remains unclear, but she remains in prison now. February 10th, 2023, marked two years since five-year-old Oakley Carlson was last seen by anyone other than her biological parents. They continue to claim that they last saw her on November 30th, 2021, but again, nobody outside of them have seen her since February 2021. Right. They claim that they have no idea where she is. Oakley Carlson would be almost six and a half years old today and she is still missing from Oakville, Washington. She's been officially missing since December 2021, but has not been seen by anyone outside of the family since February 2021. Oakley Carlson has brown hair and brown eyes and the sweetest little smile. She's so freaking cute. So adorable. And I will post photos of her on our Instagram and Facebook, and there's also like a age-progressed photo of her because you change a lot from three to six years old so oh yeah oh yeah in may 2022 there was a review called for the dcyf's handling of oakley's case this investigation was being done by the office of the family and children's ombuds they found that quote the department's actions and conduct in this case were consistent with laws policies and court orders So the OFCO said that they found areas of improvement, but nothing was legally done wrong, which is so frustrating. And it's it's true. Mm -hmm. It makes sense. Like, technically, they didn't do anything wrong legally, but they also there were several reports from the foster mom. And yeah, why wasn't any of this properly documented? Through all of this, many people have been advocating for Oakley and for new laws to protect foster children. A change.org petition created, quote, calls for a law passed that would create a five-point system of support to check in on children who are returning to families after exiting the foster care system and to mandate long-term drug testing for families who are reunified with their children. 
The Oakley's law petition ended on December 17th with nearly 7,000 signatures. Wow. The Oakley-Carlson Act focused on, quote, maintaining the safety of children who have been removed from a parent based on abuse, neglect, or abandonment. House Bill 1397 states, quote, the tragic disappearance of six-year-old Oakley-Carlson has captured the attention of people from all corners of Washington states, the United States, and the world. The fact that this vibrant little girl vanished after being removed from loving foster parents and returned to troubled birth parents raises serious questions about the effectiveness of our state's child welfare policies and bureaucracies. Yeah. This legislature intends to A, improve the operations and oversight of Washington's children welfare system, and B, create positive change from the sadness and sorrow of young Oakley's disappearance. For these reasons, the legislature finds that clear and specific standards for returning young children to birth parents who have lost custody of those children will help reduce the risk of harm befalling those children. While reunification of birth families is a good and necessary goal, it must be realized in a careful and comprehensive manner. Reunification must be realized in a manner that protects the children above all other interests. Yeah. And Which that should like, be a law. That should be yeah, a law. Like, and that's that they didn't do that. Yeah. Like, I feel like that should have been a thing already. And that should have been the number one thing. Like, the child's yeah. welfare comes first. Fuck the birth parents. I'm sorry. Yeah. Like, well, if you're not like, doing course, what you're supposed to be doing, then you don't get the top tier privileges, you right. know? And, like, of course, you want children to be reunified with their birth parents, but you want what's best for them. Yeah. And in this case, it just feels like there were so many balls dropped and so many things that were overlooked just to reunify with the birth parents. And it was abundantly clear that the birth parents were in no shape mm-hmm. to be caring for any of their children. It, I'm completely dumbfounded that the other two children were still in their care. I know. No, it's ridiculous. I'm just, I like this, this is so frustrating and I'm like literally so angry because I mean, this happens all the time, you know, and I know that it's not always, you know, it's, it's a bigger picture, obviously, like it's not the caseworker's fault necessarily or the, you know, whatever's fault, but it's like, you have to collectively work together to make sure that the child is well taken care of that they're happy, healthy. There needs to be multiple checks, random checks when the child is returned to their family. Yeah. Especially when that family like recently was in court and like time and time and time Mm -hmm. again. And the fact that the foster mom raised concerns after she had visits with her biological parents Mm -hmm. and that wasn't like investigated further or even properly recorded in the case. Why? Like, that's yeah. ridiculous. There's no, but they probably were that. like, oh, the foster mom just wants to keep her because blah, blah, blah. Like, that's probably the, the mindset that they went with. Yeah. As I said, there was recently an age progressed photo of Oakley. That was released by the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children. And I will share this photo. And investigators are still looking for the public's help. Because at this point, they can't charge Bowers and Carlson with anything else related to Oakley until they find something definitive. 
a lot of people unfortunately believe that Oakley is no longer alive, but there's also theories that I'm not going to get into that she was like trafficked or yeah, sold to someone. But, you know, there's a possibility she is still alive and whether or not she is, she needs to be found. Yeah. Anyone with any information about Oakley's disappearance can contact the Grays Harbor County Sheriff Sheriff's Office non-emergency number at 360-533-8765. Or can contact Detective Sergeant Paul Logan at 360-964-1729. You can also send an email to sodetectives at co.grays-harbor.wa.us. And I'll have that all in the show notes. There is an, a reward of $85,000 for any information wow. about Oakley's disappearance. So if money. you know anything, if you've seen anything, just come forward. That's enough money to disappear. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, somebody has to know something because clearly something happened to her. Yeah. Oakley's former foster mother, Jamie Jo Hiles, has been a huge advocate for her. Mm. She led the way to the Oakley Carlson Act and has led several peaceful protests and events to raise awareness for kids like Oakley who get basically screwed over by the system. Yeah. Oakley deserved so much more in life. She was in a loving home, but instead her life was likely ended when she was just four years old. Mm-hmm. This is still an ongoing case and it has gained national and worldwide media attention. So hopefully it there will be answers. It seems like they are working really hard to find what happened to Oakley, investigate any leads that come forward. Like they're doing everything they can but they really need the public's help at this point because, you know, they've they've searched the property and with no other leads, it's like, where do you search? Where do you look into? So I know. And I'm sure there's also a lot they haven't shared with the public about the actual investigation because it is ongoing. Right. So I will keep you all updated as this case progresses because I am very hopeful that one day justice for Oakley will be served. There's a Facebook group called Oakley Carlson, Oakville, Washington, that I will share a link to in our show notes. And that's, you know, a lot of updates are posted there. It's a good way to stay informed on the case. And we also will share kind of more updates on our Instagram. So be sure to follow us there. Um, And then once there's a big update, because I am manifesting that there will be a big update and this case will be solved, we'll share a new episode on that. But that is the heartbreaking disappearance of Oakley Carlson. She needs to be found. There's there's no reason that she shouldn't be, and she deserves justice. So yeah, absolutely. If you see something, say something. If you know something, come forward. And if not, share her missing poster, her age progressed photo, and you just never know who you might reach. Yep. But thank you guys all for listening today. We will see you next time with a brand new episode. And until then, keep it human. Bye, guys.